Welcome to the Good News from Gainesville, Georgia podcast. Father, thank you for your word. We learned the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You put it down. Lord, we need to know you better, deeper. We might have had a superficial knowledge or the very beginning as young kids. We were saved, perhaps. We knew about you. We grew. We saw in life. We need to know you better and deeper. The awesomeness of your love that you came and dwelt with us, redeemed and rescued us, and gave all for us. Lord, be with us in the reading of your word, of the hearing of your word, where nothing will hinder us from your Holy Spirit. We're asking, Lord, that you drive out all evil thoughts of our own minds, our own conceiving minds that make us go somewhere else, or evil spirits that would ever hinder this word. Thank you for being with us, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' saving name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing. I'm going to read it one time, then you're going to read it with me. Palm Sunday. We got these palm leaves, so we'll notice this. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Let's say that, but while you got the palm branches, let's, let's hold those up. You can even wave those. Let's read these together. All together. As he was drawing near, already on the way down Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Amen. Let's worship Him today. Amen. What a great day. Greet your neighbor and say, Let's worship today. Amen. Please be seated. Here's one thing. We need to know what we are about, but more importantly, we need to know what Jesus was about. You understand, this is the Palm Sunday. We talk about Holy Week. We're going to say Easter is next Sunday. It's a resurrection day. It's our day. So is today our day. It's the New Testament day that we use to worship on, but we worship every day. We're here every week. We have this to be filled with the Spirit so we walk seven days a week with Him. We can be with Him. We can be nurtured by Him. We can get His guidance and wisdom. Again, we love you, but you call me about two or three in the morning, you know, with the biggest crisis in your life, I'm probably not going to answer. Preacher, pray for me. Love to pray for you. We're going to have that time for healing, physically, mentally, spiritually, for salvation. Participating people. People don't get that. We have volunteers coming here, and some I'm always worried. They want to run right up to the pulpit. I was going, man, we've got more ministry between that door of this pulpit than you can do in a lifetime. 
or in our discipleship groups, we're going to do more stuff than I've seen any pastors done in our lives. You're going to witness. You're going to share. You're going to lay hands on people. You're going to pray for them. You're going to share. And people are going to be led to salvation and a new walk with Christ. That's what it says in Revelation. We're, we're a family of priests and kings in here. We're, we're related to Jesus now. We're saying He's our brother. God is our Father. We're walking with Him. Know what you are about. Know what Jesus is about. Let me tell you something. You need to know what Jesus is about. There's a lot of craziness on the streets. They'll say, well, this about Jesus. I've said many things about crazy stuff we've heard. People come in here. You know, some people just are, you know, been said they're more religious than Jesus. Well, you know, I don't know. They're supposed to be worse. Maybe you're supposed to be worse from Saturday. Maybe you're just supposed to use this translation of the Bible. Maybe you're just supposed to do this and crazy stuff. You know what they are? That's a smoke screen to get between you and Jesus. Next week's Easter, my grandkid, son, daughter, they go to another church. They're going to have a church service, I think, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll probably go to one of theirs. Somebody probably said, well, you know, that's not today. I have a worship Jesus every chance I get. I'm going to go to the table every chance I can get, just like Jesus said. I'm going to commune with them every time. I had one of my great pastors in the past said, you know, we're vessels. You want to come out of earth and clay jars and all that kind of thing. He said, hey, we're leaky. We're leaky. You better get filled up. You better get filled up. Keep getting filled up. Keep getting filled up. You're going to school. Work, school, or being around a group of people, you need to know what you are about. You know, I, I, I do. I just go to ball games a lot, and I go to those college campuses and stuff. You go to Georgia, and you hear about great success stories, or Ole Miss, Auburn, Oklahoma, or somewhere like that, Nebraska, or somewhere. And it's great to hear. You do like to hear, no matter what, who you're for. Young people that are doing great things, and you hear about horror stories, too. They fall into stuff. And I think you have that nice, sweet kid, you're. You've raised them and you've taken there. And then drugs, alcohol, they don't know what they're about. They see other people doing outrageous things. Well, you know, that's kind of what we do, right? And they don't know what they're about. And they get eaten up. You've got to know what Jesus is about and what you're about. Who the real King Jesus is. In this story, I'm getting ready to read the whole of this Palm Sunday, the disciples, the Jewish leaders, the crowd that worshipped or chanted and praised Jesus as He entered Jerusalem, coming down from the Mount of Olives just like it was prophesied in the Old Testament. That group, they all had an idea of what Jesus would be about. And you had a lot of people. You had Jesus. You had two disciples that did something very special. You had a cult, the owner of a cult. You had all the disciples. You had a crowd. You had the Pharisees. Every one of them had a different opinion about what Jesus was about. Only one of them was right. I shudder to think in my prayer life, Jesus, this is the way you've got to do it. He knows what He's about. He knows what I'm about. He knows where He's placed me. He knows how to get in there. 
I'm going to talk to somebody in here and get in you. Get in you today. Well, you know, my situation, you can hear these people, they're almost coming, they're giving testimony and saying, you know, I'm not thinking that. This is how Jesus can't solve my problems. Well, you know, if I only had more money or somebody gave me $40 or if I did this or if my ex wasn't like this and all this, you don't understand my mother, all these reasons why it's not going to work. Let me just put that up front. I've got the barrier, bring that Jesus on, I've got my shield right here. My pet sins. I'm in love with them now so much. I'm so much into my horrors that I'm almost bragging about it because this Jesus could not possibly do this. I'm hearing about Him all the time. They all had an idea about what Jesus would be about. Jesus Christ knew what He's about. Here's a question you've got to answer in your heart. You've got to know. Do you know what He's about? Do you know what your relationship is with Him? And about Luke 19, I'm going to read this whole narrative. The triumphal entry, as it's called, Palm Sunday. And when He had said these things, He went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When He drew near to Bethpage and Bethany, at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say this, The Lord has need of it. So those who are sent away, so those who were sent away and found it, just he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, throwing their cloaks on the colt. They set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. He was drawing near on the way down to the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, As we said earlier, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. So we even have another group that has an opinion of Jesus. Stones. you got to have a scorecard. You know what I'm talking about. you got to know who the players are. In a play, you need to know who they are in any story you read. You're going to need to know what's going on if you're going to join any competition. But we've got something. You can call it a competition. I'm going to call it a war. We've got the very balance of your soul coming into town this day. All of humanity. Everything that you've got a fear, concern, worry about was rotting on his shoulders. We've got a lot of people in this action. What's the scorecard? And when he had said these things, he went ahead going up to Jerusalem. Jesus was going to Jerusalem. We got him. He went near to Bethpage and Bethany, the mount that is called Olivet. He sent two of the disciples. He sent two disciples. Here's two guys. Now they're in there. Two disciples. He tells them something bizarre. Mark, I want you to go to Walmart. You're going to be a brand new Lexus. Be awesome to have the moonroof, 
Just tell them uh, the pastor needs it and ask for that key, and they'll give it to you. I'm sure there'll be no questions asked. Bring it right up here. Sure, he'll, they'll flip you the keys. Go into the village in front where on entering you will find a colt tied and no one has ever sat. Untied and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. Old Testament, I believe it's the book of Zechariah, it says the very exact thing. This is going to happen. He's coming down. So those who were sent away and found it, just as he had told them, they were kind of surprised. You know, we didn't get any explanation. Sometimes Jesus will tell you something. I'm talking about when Jesus is telling you something, not your gut, not somebody else. Jesus told them something very odd. They did it. Just as he said. And as they were untying the coat, its owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? Pretty good question. Why are you taking my $85,000 Lexus? Ah, uh, somebody needs it. Okay. And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. Now Jesus is riding something. Now here's something about this passage. He's coming down from the Mount of Olives. They said, this was the path of what? Conquering generals. They're going to come in here. You're going to see that. They're going to put the cloaks on the road. Their, their clothes, their, their garments. And they're going to have these palm leaves we're talking about. And they're going to do this. And they're going to say, this is what a conquering general is all about. Because, you know, he's going to just come down here and do it. And what's Jesus writing? I don't know if you know much about horses. I don't. But, you know, in the cowboy movies, you don't see some little donkey. People that have been fortunate go to the Holy Land. Tell me, they said they always have those. You can ride them. And they said, you know, the big American guys, we about killed the little, the little animals because we're just all over them. They're tiny. They're not mules like here. They're donkeys. So the. So those who were sent away and found it just as they told him, and as they were untying the coat, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the coat? And they said, The Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus, throwing their cloaks on, on the coat. They set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road, like he's a conquering military general. As he was drawing near, already on the way down to the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise the works they had seen. The whole multitude of his disciples. Now, disciple means simply this: you follow Jesus. You know, later on, we talk about the apostles and not trying to get Bible trivia or anything. The apostles were the ones that twelve that hung in there and taught. And they and through discipleship, just like we do our discipleship groups, spread the whole faith. Uh, I've heard people say there's all kind of Bible scholars with all kind of facts, and really, there's probably only about 120 still with them because they. You know, maybe when they went to the Lord's Supper that Thursday night before everybody scattered and they recame at Pentecost, there's only about 120. They said all those disciples here. They're drawing near already on the down the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. For all the mighty works they had seen. 
And then we hear, we understand, everybody starts shouting and doing it. Well, have you ever been to a football game or the county fair or something, a rock concert or anything? You know, it don't take a lot to get a crowd doing a whole lot of stuff. Everybody know what the wave is? You do that, that's kind of a silly thing where everybody goes through, they'll do it. And, you know, I've heard a lot of pastors that I greatly respect saying, you know, this is the traditional story of Palm Sunday. Everybody is for Jesus. And then everybody's against them on there. A lot of people had no idea. And the disciples that knew him most didn't even know what Jesus was about. You had them, they said, we're following this Jesus. And you had people say, we heard about this Jesus. We'll jump and shout and cheer and join in this great celebration. So we talked about it was Passover. Jerusalem was being swarmed. It's a festive atmosphere. Here comes some celebrity riding down the Mount of Olives. You had a multitude of his disciples begin to rejoice, saying with a loud voice, for the mighty, they're thankful for the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Then you had the Pharisees in the scorecard. They're the religious people. They're the religious people, the leaders. They're running it. We've talked about this many times. They ran. The Pharisees and Sadducees were the lawgivers and the religious leaders of Israel. The Romans occupied them. The Romans didn't care about anything going on except that they got taxes. They let these people do as they wanted. And the Pharisees were upset that the very Savior that God had promised from the Old Testament was actually there. And they knew so much they did not recognize Him. They were quite upset. On this scorecard, when the Pharisee and some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Let's rebuke, be gotten on. You've been rebuked maybe before in school. He answered, I tell you, if they were silent, these very stones would cry out. These very stones would cry out. Here's one thing about Jesus and those disciples we got to think. They didn't understand a lot of stuff. They remember one time. This is one of the creepier stories of all time. People don't get it. You know, Jesus walked on the water one time. The wonderful. That's pretty creepy, really, if you really saw that happen, I'd imagine. But then get early in their ministry, he was in a boat asleep going across a great sea in the middle of Israel, like the Sea of Galilee getting ready to have a tornado, hurricane, getting ready to tip, tip it over. You know what the disciples, they, they brought Jesus out. Don't you care? You're asleep. What are you going to do? He speaks to the winds and the waves. That's kind of a poetic term, right? He just spoke to them. Here's the thing. They talk back. They listen. These stones would have cried out. <laughs> they had to have known that. These stones really would have cried out. Jesus wasn't coming in sweet and mild, as we said. These uh, I hear this reference. This was a sweet baby Jesus. I hate that reference when people mockingly say this. This was someone mocking them. Here's the greatest general that's ever been, the greatest warrior. He's coming in on the cloak. On some old clothes, on a donkey. 
he's coming to wage war. That's right. Those Pharisees are worried about it. They know. They don't know. They know they're on the wrong side. They know they're not on Jesus' side. That kind of reminds me of that old movie, Tombstone. They're considering their own death. Remember the famous line where uh, Doc Holliday says to Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody walked over your grave. You're getting ready to be buried. Jesus was coming in to win it. Win it for you. You know, some people here, we don't have ears to hear. We don't have ears to hear. It came down Main Street. It came down Main Street. He made it public. We're going to respond in public. He's coming down Main Street. He declares he's going to be raising, you know what, throughout the week. He's going to turn over the table. He's going to clear the temple. He's going to preach. He's going to be hated. He's calling it on. He's calling it out. He's calling it out. And he knows he's giving his life. He's giving his life. You always talk about messianic secret. You know what? What is Jesus doing? Hey, he's trying to think. They know what they're doing. He's giving his life, to lay down his life to die, so you can live, so your sins can be forgiven, and you can walk in power. This is a morning to respond. Every Sunday is a time of response. This is a time to respond. The gospel. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our people. Lord, be with us in the response. Lord, some people need to be saved. They've been around it. They've talked about it, but haven't done that. Some people need to be baptized, Lord, to give profession of their faith, to stand up to the world that they need salvation. Some people need healing. Some people need deliverance from temptations, Lord. We ask them to come forward. Lord, you came in public. You were raised on that cross. Our sin and shame was placed on you. You were stripped naked and bare for us. Lord, you are calling your people out. Have them respond as you will. In Jesus' name, amen, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you need to come forward for prayer this morning, please do so. We're going to have a closing song. This will be a great time to come down here for ministry, salvation, prayer, and your needs. And then Sean will address us when we'll get back to our small group.